0: The
1: U.N. is calling for a demilitarized zone around a nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine. At a meeting of the Security Council today, Secretary General Antonio Guterres said that he is gravely concerned about recent shelling around the plant.
0: Let's
2: tell it like it is. Any damage, whether intentional or not, to Europe's largest nuclear power plant in Zaporizhia or to any other nuclear facility in Ukraine could spell catastrophe not only for the immediate vicinity, but for the region and beyond.
1: Now, last week, inspectors from the International Atomic Energy Agency managed to reach and inspect the plant. And they say there is an urgent need to create a safety and security protection zone around the plant to prevent a nuclear accident. NPR diplomatic correspondent Michelle Kellerman has been following this news, as well as NPR science correspondent Jeff Brumfield. They join us now. Hey to both of you.
2: Hi there. Hi, Elsa.
1: Hi, Jeff. Let's start with you. I know that after their visit last week, the IAEA released a report on the status of the plant and they briefed the UN Security Council meeting. Can you just tell us real quick, what did they find
2: exactly? This is a plant that is in a lot of trouble. I mean, while they were trying to do their inspection, there were artillery shells falling nearby. They had to take shelter in an administrative building. But they did get around eventually, and they documented a lot of physical damage, such as shattered windows and gaping holes in the roof of a building that holds nuclear fuel and radioactive waste. That was also due to earlier shelling. Additionally, the IAEA has been very concerned about damage to power lines, both in and out of the plant. Those lines are essential to uh, safe operations at the plant. And yesterday, the plant, at least temporarily, was disconnected from the grid. It lost those lines, and that's a pretty dangerous situation. Absolutely.
1: Well, what about the workers at the plant? I mean, we know it's occupied by Russian forces, but it's run by Ukrainian workers. What did the agency discover about how the workers are doing right
2: now? Yeah, it found a lot of problems there, too. The Ukrainian workforce is under what this report described as Quote, constant high stress, the plant staff levels are only at about 75% of normal, and nearly half of its firefighters are no longer available to work at the site. Even more worrying, the agency found lots of potential problems in the management structure. So, for example, there's no longer a clear way for the plant to declare an emergency to nearby towns if something goes wrong. Those wow. towns are, of course, under Russian administration. And its emergency operations center has been taken over by the Russian military. So Russian, you know forces are there. Their nuclear experts are also there at the site. but the IAEA says they're not helping. They're just creating more confusion about who's in charge.
1: Well, Michelle, the Secretary General is appealing now for a demilitarized zone around the plant. How was that idea even received at the Security Council meeting?
3: Well, you know, he's been calling for that for a while. But what I found really interesting today was that he not only called for Russian forces to pull back, but Antonio Guterres also said that Ukrainian forces should not move in. Um, You know, the Ukrainians and the Russians have been accusing each other of shelling the plant. So getting both sides to pull back would obviously be best from a safety point of view. Mm -hmm. But the Ukrainians point out that the Russians shouldn't be there in the first place. And the U.S. echoes that. Just take a listen to what uh, U.S. ambassador... Uh, Jeffrey De Laurentiis had to say about this today. General statements of concern or appeals to all parties will not help resolve this crisis. All parties are not responsible for this situation. Russia is. And he says only Russia can solve this by returning the plant to Ukrainian control and leaving Ukrainian territory.
1: Well, is a demilitarized zone around the plant even feasible? Like, who would enforce that?
3: You know, those are all good questions, and I haven't heard um, any great answers. The IAEA doesn't have the power to do that. Uh, The U.N. secretary general could try to negotiate some kind of security arrangement, but Russia shows no sign um, that it will leave the plant or return control to Ukraine. In fact, Russia's ambassador today claimed that, you know, the only threat to the plant is the shelling from Ukrainian forces. So this is a real challenge of getting a clear picture of what's happening and um you know, getting a permanent security council member, a veto uh, holder like Russia to back off.
1: All right. That is NPR's Michelle Kellerman and Jeff Brumfield. Thanks to both of you.
0: Thank Thank you you very much. This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Lisa, in collaboration with West Elm. Discover the new natural hybrid mattress, expertly crafted from natural latex and certified safe foams designed with your health and the planet in mind. Visit leesa.com to learn more. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure. AI may be the most important new computer technology ever, but AI needs a lot of processing speed, and that gets expensive fast. Upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure. OCI is the single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. Do more and spend less like Uber 8x8 and Databricks Mosaic. Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash NPR. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.